MLM Nation, episode 244. At the end of the day, after everything is said and done, let's just be more, let's just be sure more is done than said. That's the key. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and before we start our show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue packed with amazing trainings and stories just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at MLMNation.net forward slash times. First lesson for you, training for you today is, I want to ask you, what's your purpose and vision? Your purpose and vision, your passion, your commitment to your purpose and vision, and, and you, you're listening to the show, you're probably very passionate about this profession, but what's your purpose and vision? Be clear about that, share that, because that's what ultimately is going to attract, get people curious about what you do, and also what's going to motivate your team. And my purpose and what I do is, I read Purpose Driven Life from 2003, and God told me is to have a positive impact on as many lives as possible. And that's why I founded ML Nation. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing because number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. And number three, network marketing allows us to be better parents because we always lean by example and create that legacy and allows us to leave this world better than we came in. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors achieve a full-time income. So that's my purpose and vision. Make sure you have your purpose and vision clear as well. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. It comes from Ismith, um, Helen Parker, actually. That's her name. Ismith is the handle from the UK. It says, I love it. I absolutely love ML Nation. I particularly like the way that you get right to the core of the exact detail of what top earners do while, pro- while prospecting or using Facebook and the tools they use. So often top earners are interviewed and they just say to prospect people but never say exactly how they do it or exactly how they found people or the system, which is always so frustrating to me. Whereas on ML Nation, I know you always dig for more and for that I'm forever grateful. I listen to all your episodes in my daily workout. Keep up the awesome work, Simon. And it's Helen Parker in the UK. So Helen, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that. I guess I have no BS, no hype. I've yeah, one of the things that motivated me to start ML Nation is like, like cut through the BS and the hype. I just want to know what to do, exactly what to do, and not just a rah rah fluffy few good stories. Even though those are important, but what are the exact strategies, how people do it, or the exact mindset? And that's what something every every one of you should be listening to is what's the mindset, and the self talk that top earners have that allows them to keep going and the exact steps they do once they have that mindset. So, Helen, I really appreciate you. And this show, by the way, has helped you in any way. Please do what Helen did. Helen Parker, just take one or two minutes and leave a review on iTunes. I really appreciate that. So let's go uh, to today's show. I'm super excited to get started. So let's do it. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I am fired up to bring a power couple a young power couple making it happen. We have Brandon and Jessica Hayes. Brandon and Jessica, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. 
Brandon and Jessica Hayes are known as the Freedom Couple and got started in network marketing at a young age. Brandon joined his first company at the age of 18, but it wasn't until the early 20s they started to really make it happen. Today, Brandon and Jessica have built a global business and are six-figure earners. They're amazing speakers and have shared the stage with leaders such as John C. Maxwell, Darren Hardy, Brandon Bouchard, Les Brown, and many others. Brandon and Jessica live out in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So, Brandon and Jessica, I just give them MLA a brief intro about your background, but please share more about how you got started in network marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go first. So, <laughs> so we we're actually from Bowling Green, Kentucky. We uh, we live down on the Panhandle of Florida right now, though. My wife, we got married back last year, and she told me two things when we got married. She said, "I want to live on the beach." And I want to travel the world. And so network marketing has made that possible. So we live down on the beach now. But uh, I got started in network marketing at age 18. Like you said, Simon, um, you know, for me, it was just uh, it was one of those things where I saw the plan and I said, hey, there's no other way for me to be able to create this type of lifestyle. So I was what you would call a looker. I was looking for network marketing. I just didn't know it at the time. And so someone offered the opportunity for me to get started. Obviously, I jumped on it and I, I dove in head first and, and uh, I haven't turned back ever since. So I got involved with the company, uh, started to see a little bit of success and I ended up walking away from that company. I set out for a little less than two years before I found the current company that we're partnered in. And uh, of course, Jessica, she started her journey with network marketing is a little bit different. She got started uh, in that company that we're in now. And so I'll maybe let her kind of share how she came to network marketing. Yeah, so Brandon's a typical person that you wish you got to prospect every single day. I'm the person that you, you probably hope that you hope you never have to prospect because that wasn't so easy. Uh, I was definitely the person who was very skeptical uh, when I was prospected by my brother-in-law. He said, hey, let's get rich. And I said, no, I'm good. And, you know, he just knew that I had the ability to do something big with this. And he believed in me a lot more than I believed in myself, which obviously we see a lot today. And, you know, it was for me that I just didn't, I was kind of negative. I was, um, I didn't believe in the industry because I didn't understand the industry. I had a very, very huge lack of understanding of what network marketing really was. But once I really came around and understood it, I knew I had to be a part of it. And I knew that it would get me the things that I want wanted which were you know living on the beach and traveling the world so it's uh it's cool how we have you know this relationship where we get to pull both sides of it to it so it seems that you guys are very different and i'm just let's talk about your story first jessica since you brought it up you were very negative didn't believe you can do it so what changed i think that's the thing that uh holds most people back i think if they really believe it's really not about lack of belief of the industry where they can do it they they don't think they can do it so what turned it around for you I would say, you know, some of the, I, I've always believed in myself, uh, but it was the lack of belief in being able, it was my lack of understanding of how I would work this industry. Um, like before I was in retail management, I understood that industry. I knew how to prosper in that. So I just needed to understand and learn how to prosper in this. And so uh, with the help of my brother-in-law and several other leaders, you know, he introduced me to some people who really helped me understand um, you know, the, the best ways to build in this industry, uh, the best ways to be successful in this industry. And once I understood it, uh, once I kind of had the un- un- education under my belt, at that point, I was able to kind of run a little faster and uh, not fall on my face so much. Not to say that I never fell on my face because I plant, I face planted a lot <laughs> in the beginning because I was certainly the person who uh, you would tell me, hey, go make this phone call. And I would say, no, I've got a better way. So it took me several months to 
to get out of my own way and, and really just uh, listen to my leadership and do what they said would work. So you uh, got started, uh, but you joined without actually believing that you could do it. So you, you talk about that training, that transformation happened after you joined? Yeah, it did happen after I joined. I, I joined under uh, some family members who kind of, I won't say pressured me into joining, but they pressured me into joining. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of very, it was product based, you know, and, uh, and so they said, you need the product. I said, okay. And, you know, after a struggle of saying, okay. And then, you know, with the, when it came to the business, you know, it was a lot of, you know, people spoke very highly of my ability. And eventually I started thinking the same way that, yes, I could do it. Mm. And uh, at that point, you know, I was able to go a little faster. What was, you still t- you talk about face plants. So what was uh, one of the worst uh, face plants you had at the beginning? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, a lot of the times, I guess you could say that my biggest issues or hurdles were myself, uh, my ego getting in the way, my self-doubt getting in the way, the negativity getting in the way. Um, and so, you know, personal development was one of those things that really helped me there. Um, but some of the bigger face plants that I probably made were, I guess there's not one specific one, but I could definitely say that, you know, just a simple when my leader would say to go do something, I was hard-headed and I wouldn't go do it. I would figure out what I thought was the quote-unquote better way to mm-hmm. find out that it was the worst way possible. And so it took me you know, several months to start realizing that, hmm, the leadership actually knew what they were talking about. Really good stuff. Hey, well, you've been watching on Facebook Live. If this has been good, please share it. Give us some thumbs up and hearts. Uh, and I want to keep asking, digging deeper. By the way, Kevin Brasso just joined. Kevin Razzle Dazzle, thank you for connecting us. Awesome power couple. He's in the house right now. Um, and also Sandy Watkins is in the house. Now, let's talk about the coachable. Uh, I'm going to stick with you, Jessica. Okay? And I'll get to you in a second, Brandon. It was like, you weren't coachable. So what, what was the specific point that you woke up and said, hey, i got to get on my own way. i got to listen to the leadership. Instead of doing the Jessica way, i got to do what the upline is telling me was a specific point that one day you just woke up where you got frustrated you made that change probably when I actually made my first uh comma check that's when I realized I had accidentally done the the activity that they had been telling me to do and I guess I didn't realize that I was doing it but when I reflected back on it I was like oh they told me to make this call and I made this call and look I have a comma in my paycheck huh, it must actually work. And mm. so that was the moment that, you know, things started to change, yeah. How many months in were you in already by then? I was April, 10 months in. 10 months in, got it. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, t- turn it to you, Brandon. Uh, how did you, okay. you say you started at 18. Uh, how did you get recruited at 18? So I was, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny, my, uh, my college roommate, he came home one day and he said, you know, I was, I was, we, we both had the same job. We worked in the mall. And um, he said, somebody came up to me today and, and said, hey, you seem like a pretty sharp guy. Do you keep your income options open? And I said, well, what did you tell him? He said, I said, yeah. And I was like, well, can I come too? You know, I said, can I, they, they had scheduled a meeting and I said, can I come to the meeting too? He said, yeah, sure. I, I'll ask. I think it's okay though. And so we went to, we went to a meeting. Uh, I lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky, like you had alluded to a minute ago. And we had to go. Our first meeting was two hours away. We drove two hours to go to our first open meeting, and uh, we just saw. I mean, we saw a, a vision of what was possible, and we said, "Hey, that seems pretty simple. It seems seems uh, seems like these guys have a system. Seems like they're willing to help us." So we dove in head first, man. We were 
we were the young guns in the company. We were we were running and gunning pretty quick, and uh, so that's that's how I initially got recruited. It was my college roommate came home and and uh, asked me to ask me to. Well, he didn't even ask me. I asked him. <laughs> you know, I, that's why I say I was a looker. I was looking for something. Yeah, well, you're the dream prospect, like Jessica says, and she's the negative Nancy prospect. Sorry if there's any Nancys out there <laughs> that we're all like, oh, I have to deal with her. That, that you kind of have to force them into the business, right? So what, what happened, Brandon? You, you had some success, and then I know you took a break afterwards with that company. What happened? Oh, uh, you know, I walked away from that experience, uh, and, and some of those some of those guys I'm still great friends with, a lot of them actually, and, and uh, you know, on a professional level. Uh, but I walked away from that experience. Um, just some of the things that maybe uh, were being done, I, I just didn't really line up with the direction that I wanted to, to go with my life and my, my personal business. Um, and so I, I just uh, we we you know mutually came to an agreement. And we just decided to, to part ways. And sometimes that happens in business. Uh, some you know I think I think a, a, one thing we should understand is that our circumstances don't define us. Our circumstances reveal us. And so I had an opportunity, you know, to, to get really down and discouraged. But instead, I, I took that as an opportunity to sort of slow down to speed up and, and kind of become a student and look around in the industry. And, you know, I didn't want to just hop on to the next company. I wanted to take my time. And that's the way I chose to do it. And uh, it worked out. It worked out very, very well. Yeah. By the way, Dexter Scott's in the house, a leader who's been on MLM Nation. Welcome, Dexter. Thank you for coming on here. I'll show some love here. Thumbs up, hearts. Now, you walked away from that group, that team, but you still, you said you were hooked in the industry and you said you, you stayed in, plugged in, looking for another company for like one or two years. Why? Because most people at that age, they're like, oh, this networking is a bad experience and they kind of like burns them for the rest of their lives, right? But they stayed in there. Why did you still hooked on and, and wanted to do networking? You know, I think that's a great question and I think it's logic. You know, I, it's, it's, so, it's so funny. My, my college roommate sponsored me into the business, and he's still one of my best friends to this day, by the way. Uh, and, and so he sponsored me into network marketing literally five minutes apart. You know, he enrolled, and then five minutes later, I was enrolled. So essentially, virtually, we had the exact same experience. He walked away from that experience doing, saying and thinking what a lot of people said, like, like you just mentioned. He walked away and said, ah, network marketing's not for me. And, uh, you know, it's probably not something that he likes to talk about or, or what it's, he views it as maybe a negative experience. And, and I don't, I don't want to put words or thoughts into his, into his mouth, but that's probably the way he looks at it. I walked away from virtually the exact same experience. And I thought to myself, are you kidding me? We just met guys that have money. They have time. They get to spend all day with their wife and kids. They get to travel the world. I've never seen anything else where somebody like me, a snot-nosed kid from Nowheresville, Kentucky, can be able to accomplish anything like that. You know, I'm five foot six on a good day, Simon. I was never going to dunk a basketball. I was never going to throw a 40-yard touchdown pass. I was, I'm not good looking enough to be an actor or a singer or something like that. Uh, you know, so I knew I saw a way to be able to accomplish or, or achieve a certain lifestyle for my future family. I didn't even have a family yet, but I knew one day I would. And I saw a way to be able to uh, a roadmap or a, a path to be able to accomplish that. Unlike anything I had ever seen before. For me, it was like being unplugged from the proverbial matrix, so to speak. It was like, I mean, it rocked my world. It completely turned everything upside down about the way that I thought life was, about the way that I thought business was. You know, before network marketing, 
I was under the impression that if you wanted to make a seven-figure income, that you had to work, uh, you know, 150 hours a week, never see your family, uh, you know, never be able to travel. Uh, I, I thought I had this impression that maybe uh, you had to stab people in the back or do unethical things, and and I didn't want any part of that. But when I saw network marketing, I saw a different way. I saw a better way. I saw an opportunity to be able to have, uh, you know, that type of lifestyle, but do it the right way. And you know, so for me, here's my, here was my thought process when I. I walked away from that initial experience with network marketing. I thought to myself, I will spend the rest of my life, if I have to, I will spend the rest of my life trying to figure out how to make that work. And all I needed to know was that somebody else had done it. I saw, I saw multiple other people that had done it, and I thought, you know what? It's worth it to me to spend the rest of my life, if I have to, to provide that type of lifestyle for my family and to achieve that, that success. Great, great stuff. Hey, so you said you're looking for network marketing done the right way. In your in your definition, uh, in your view, what is the right way? Well, I think you, I think first and foremost, you have to uh, you, you have to have integrity, right? You have to uh, I think you have to determine what are your core values. What are the things that are important to you in life? Is it money? Is it time? Is it health? Is it uh, experiences? Is it memories with the people that you care about? Is it philanthropy? Is it giving to the causes that you're that you're you're passionate about? What is it? Is it your church, your faith, uh, your family, what, whatever that is? You have to determine that, and out of that, you will find a reason, uh, multiple probably reasons why. What that'll allow you to do is to commit long term without getting knocked off course by all the negative Nancys and doubtful Daves and pessimist Pete's and you know all, all the wisecracks at work that think they know everything about everything and really they're just making payments on everything and and so you know you don't get knocked off course as easily when you have a strong solid reason why that lines up with your core values the things that are important to you then you can commit mm-hmm. then you can go out and do it the right way. But until then, it becomes very difficult. I just made two commitments to myself, to my future family, my my future wife. Before I even met her, I made a couple of commitments. I said, number one, once I find the right company, nobody's going to outwork me. Nobody. I may not be the best. I may not be the smartest. I may not be the best looking. But no one will outwork me. I made that commitment to myself. And then the second commitment, and you have to have this one too, once you found the right vehicle, once you know that it lines up with your core values, you have a reason why, you're committed. Then after you've said no one will outwork me, then you got to make this commitment. You got to say no one will outlast me. Mm, I will good. I will until I will not quit. My IQ level is never, meaning my I quit level is never. And so uh, you know, I made those two commitments and I think you have to do that if you really want to succeed at the higher levels, you know, in network marketing. I, I think those are two commitments everyone has to make. Awesome. Hey, give them thumbs up hearts. That is a writer downer. Two commitments. Number one, no one will outwork me. And number two is no one will outlast me. And I love the IQ level. I quit level is, is never. I love that. It's good stuff. Hey, by the way, for those who are watching the feed, after we let uh, we want to keep going on this interview after we're done with Jessica and Brandon, I'll give a five, ten minute recap. Uh, it may be a little bit longer recap because I've got so many nuggets here. We, I'll do a recap for those who just hop on right now. Okay. So uh, moving on is I, I got to ask this question right off, and, and I won't ask because I've been because you said you're not the best looking guy. You're on a five, six on a good day. So who recruited who? How did you two meet? I'll let you share that. So how did how did we meet? Uh, it wasn't through either one of us recruiting the other. Uh, we were into the business separately, but we met actually when we were kids. Um, so that's pretty cool. We met 13 years before we 
partnered up in this business together, which of course was, I was, I was part of his team, but I wasn't recruited by him. And uh, now my mom probably hates that because <laughs> now I'm <laughs> essentially not a part of her team anymore. But it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool how our love story really intertwines with our, our network marketing, uh, you know, story as well. And so uh, I just love the opportunity that it's brought us together. Um, I think God surely had a plan for us. And uh, it's been a, a fun ride for sure. And uh, just bringing, you know, what we were doing back when we were 11 and 12 on a mission trip you know, just what, 20 miles down the road from where we live now, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a, a mission trip there to, to now we live here uh, and we work this this business together. It's it's pretty neat how it's all kind of fallen into place. Well, so you two met each other when we were young as kids, but then you end up in the same company, right? <laughs> and then you yeah. ended up, uh, but that was not intent. You didn't know about, you didn't know that she was in the same company you joined at the time. No. No, not at, not at all. Um, I mean, actually, we had from the mission trip, which we didn't live in the same town either. Uh, we lived a little right at an hour difference from each other. And so we didn't really know each other outside of that mission trip. And then the company completely brought us back together. Wow. Yeah, I tried to reach out to her one time in college and she just completely ignored me. So <laughs> you weren't good at looking. You weren't good looking enough. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, actually, she married you not because of the brains, because you have wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got that right. I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> hey, so let's go to the story about Kevin Razzo Dazzo, how he sponsored you. I think that's an amazing story. You were sitting out. You want to do network marketing. You're looking for the right company, right, so, so you can make the two commitments and never to quit. So how did you get sponsored by Kevin? Like, Want to share that yeah. story? And what? So you were looking for network marketing. but uh, So I guess you were like every distributor's dream, right? They were, I wish I met you. I could sponsor you. But you waited. You waited. I mean, have, did people approach you by then? You must have, people must have approached you, right? And oh, how come yeah, you didn't yeah. join them? So the first question is, a lot of people approached you and you were looking, but why, how come you didn't join? Yeah, so, okay, uh, that's, I'll give you the, the elevator version. So I was working, um, I, my primary job was in the restaurant industry. So, I mean, I paid a price, Simon. You know, I walked away from that company right when I started making money. So it was a tough decision for me. And, uh, you know, I, I paid a price financially. I was broke. You know, I, I was like starting all over again. And, uh, and so I was working three jobs, you know, count them one, two, three, right? I've never been scared to work hard. I've never been scared to put in my time. And so I, I was doing that in, in the traditional job a- arena. And so I, my primary job was in the restaurant business. I started as a lunch server. And within a couple of years, I was the general manager of a small fine dining restaurant in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, Kevin, you know, you talk about, I mean, I don't know what everyone's beliefs are and I don't mean to impose my beliefs onto anyone, but, uh, you know, I, 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 we talk about divine providence sometimes and, you know, God feeds the birds every morning, but he doesn't shove the worm down their throat. You know, we have to take action. We have to, we have to do something. Uh, even the almighty says, if you move towards me, I'll move towards you. And, uh, and so I was looking, I was moving towards network marketing. I was ready. I was willing to do my part. Every last penny that I had was being spent purchasing starter kits to evaluate products in network marketing. I mean, can you imagine 21, 22 year old kid like doing this kind of stuff? It's crazy. People would get into my car and expect to hear, you know, some rock music or, or something crazy. And they would get in and they're listening to Jim Rome, you know, and they're looking at me like, what is this? And and they're thinking I'm crazy, you know, and I'm looking at them thinking, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're crazy because you want to be normal. Like, I don't, I don't want to be normal. So, uh, so I was evaluate. I had evaluated probably a couple of dozen companies and the, just, just flat out the, the, the companies that I evaluated, some of them were great companies, but they just didn't meet the criteria that I had developed 
for what I thought would be a, a long-term legacy type company. So I wasn't willing, I was tempted several times, but I wasn't willing to just jump in uh, within, with any company and start building a team because I wanted it, I wanted it to be right. I wanted, I wanted to do this, uh, you know, and do it once and do it right and, and get paid forever. You know, that's the dream that we always talk about. Mm. And, and so, um, it was a very intentional decision for me. So, so Kevin, you know, talking about, you know, divine providence or whatever you want to call it, the, I call it the thin thread of little seemingly insignificant things that happen to put us in the right place at the right time. But we have to be open-minded. We have to be willing to see it. And I was, I was looking, right? I was a looker. And so, uh, Kevin, he, after yeah, do dinner, that again. You know, That's really good with the glasses. Looker. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kevin, he says like a, a typical kind of, you know, colloquialism. Like he said something like, Hey, after dinner, he said, man, you seem like a pretty sharp guy. Do you keep your income options open? And immediately my ears perk up and I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, you're in network marketing. <laughs> you know? And he kind of looks at me like a deer in headlights. He's like, this guy's weird, you know, and uh, he's, he's, he's probably thinking, you know, my upline didn't prepare me how to respond to that. And, and so I said, I reassured him I, quickly. I was like, no, it's OK. I, I love network marketing. What do you got? And so he took my name and number and, and he passed me off to some information to take a look at. And this complete stranger who now, by the way, is one of my best friends on the planet. His family's my family. You know, we travel the world together. But back then, he was a complete stranger. And I had people pitching me left and right, you know, because they all knew I was looking. And so Kevin, a complete stranger, shares shares some info with me, and it ends up for the first time ever matching that criteria that I was looking for, you know, for my life, for, for my vision of what I saw with network marketing. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it's, it's pretty mind blowing, you know, when, when, uh, if you stay consistent, you stay diligent, you stay, uh, you stay open minded, you're going to, you know, the, the opportunities will, will be there. Most of the time when opportunity knocks at the front door, most people are in the backyard looking for a four leaf clover, you know? And so I, I was just looking for the right thing and Kevin just happened to be there and he, and he shared it with me. And now it's turned into a lifelong partnership and friendship. Awesome. Super inspiring. You know, I think one of the things that people talk about uh, is like uh, misconception that in network marketing, you lose your friends, right? But if you do it the right way, you gain your friends. And I think really cool that Kevin, a total stranger, brings you into the business and that was one of your best friends. And he was one of your groomsmen at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends on the planet. I was literally just on the phone with him before we started this interview. And we're talking about, you know, we're, well, we're talking about all kinds of things. We're talking about our faith, our family, our friends, our, you know, we're talking about building an empire with the business. I mean, this guy, Kevin, he don't have to do this. He's down the culture that we have. He's down supporting an organization uh, that really, you know, is, at, at the end of the day, this guy's making so much money, he doesn't have to be doing what he's doing, right? But he's doing it because he loves people. And that's the culture that we've created. And, and another thing, when, when Kevin first shared this with me, I evaluated it from a, you know, uh, 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 the, the criteria that I had for the, the actual company. And I, and I said, hey, Kevin, I called him a couple of days later. I said, hey, Kevin, I think I'm in. But listen, I had to see the culture. I, had to, I said, hey, introduce me to the guy that you know that's making the most money. And he did. And I went and sat down with those two guys and they said, listen, and this is what it all boils down to. If you want to, if you really want to look at the, if as I look back and I say, why have we had success? I, I think it boils down to these two things is the system and the support. So 
I was shown a very simple system that I could see myself doing and not just doing, but I could see myself teaching other people to do very easily. And and this is more important is the support. We take a lot of pride in showing our people support. Jessica and I work next month. Uh, I mean, we've, we've been running and gunning for the last several months. Next month, we've got a Southeast Asia tour. We're going to we're going to be going all over. We're going to be going to uh, Thailand. We're going to be going to the Philippines. We're going to be going to Bali. We're going to be going to uh, Australia. And so that's the culture that we've perpetuated because of people like Kevin and some of the other leaders that I met. You know, they shared that with me. And and, uh, and that's really why we've had success, not because we're smart or we're special we're better than anybody. We just take a lot of pride in showing our team support, and and uh, and, and I think that's been the biggest difference maker. Oh, awesome stuff! Hey, give us some, uh, give us some thumbs up, hearts. Okay, share this. I'm gonna uh, share this with all this people who need help, need, need struggling their business. But we have people from New Zealand on here, from the UK on here. Uh, I'm gonna ask this good question because you brought about success is about two things: system and support. And system has to be simple and teachable. So, how is your system? What do you guys do to keep it simple and teachable? Yeah, so our simple or our systems extremely simple, and we like to call it the the three P's, which is peak, pass, and plug. And so it's something simple that people can we can teach it, and they can remember it. It's peaking interest, pass them to a tool, which of course we like to do videos, simple, easy to pass through a text message, and then plugging them into just another another resource, someone to validate you, validate the business, validate the industry, the product. Uh, which, of course, usually comes with an upline leader, probably your sponsor. And so it's just a simple three-piece, peak, pass, and plug. And, of course, you can always make it uh, a little more in-depth, which, you know, you add your prospect list in and you add your personal development in, which are two. uh, If you don't have those two, you're not going to get very far. Um, But, you know, those five components all together, uh, it's like the fundamentals. And uh, that's how we we like to teach the system. And I think it's very duplicatable as well. So um, it works really well for us. Yeah, we talked about talk about duplication. So we had our first um, hundred thousand dollar month and our first congrats uh, hundred thousand yeah, dollar month. Our first over a thousand people in Australia before we ever stepped foot in in the in the country. We had never been there, but we had been able to develop this organization with the help of many other leaders, of course. But it was just cool to be able to step foot into a market where it was already over a thousand people and, and already the first hundred thousand dollar month. And the reason is not, once again, it's not because we're smarter than anybody. It's just because we were, we were focusing less on what, what we could do and more on what would duplicate. Right. Mm. So, and so we, uh, it's the system, of course, there's all these, all these little, uh, colloquialisms, you know, save yourself time, energy, and money. And uh, I think systems are, are super, super important. You got to have something. It may not be peak, pass, plug, or you know, but it's got to be something that people can look at what you're doing. They can see themselves being able to do what you're doing. Yeah. So review peak is just basically getting like so, so kind of like what Kevin asked you. You're a smart looking guy, good looking. You're uh, you seem pretty sharp. Are you open for opportunity? That piques your interest, and then you pass it to uh, like an upline, a team member. You said pass a tool, a tool, a passing by tool. And then you plug them in into the, the support. Up-line. The upline. Yep. Got it. Really good stuff. Um, how do you show support? You say you're very good at the that's part of the system. In what ways, if I, if I was a new distributor, in what ways would you show support for me? Yeah, so I mean, there, I think that's a, that's a broad question, and, I, and I'll try to narrow, give you a narrow answer as, po- as narrow as possible. Um, I think uh, there's multiple ways that we show support. One is with uh, connect, what we call connection calls. So the plug aspect of you know the peak pass plug so we, we're there for people to do connection calls um we go with our people 
and do sit downs with them. Um, we do uh, we, we put in place structures like weekly open meetings or open you know open events. Uh, we we have in place things like uh, some people call them Super Saturdays or uh, you could call it a team meeting or, or a small regional, whatever you want to call it, but where there's a focus on training and teaching these systems so that people can understand them and internalize them and go out and take action on it. Uh, we have leadership training calls that happen every single week. We have um, you know different leadership retreats that maybe we host from time to time when people hit certain levels in the business. So there's lots of ways that we show support. Um, and then and then of course you know sometimes we I've talked with this about Kevin and this has happened for me with some of our uh, with some people in our organization. Sometimes in business you start out as business partners and so it starts out as maybe a partnership and then it turns into maybe a diamond ship or, or whatever the rank is in whatever company that someone's a part of. And then some of those turn into friendships. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we end up supporting each other, not just in a, in a, in a business way, but in, in other areas of life too. Not to say that you want to end up being a, a counselor or anything like that, but, but uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to see those relationships begin to intermingle and sort of transcend different areas of our lives. And, and we're able to support people in many, many different ways. Awesome. Uh, let's shift gears to my favorite question, which is uh, for you, Brandon. What is your worst, worst moment in network marketing and the lessons you learned from that experience? Yeah, so um, here's what I'll tell you. Whether you do network marketing or you do real estate or insurance or you're a teacher or you're a nurse or it doesn't matter what you do in life, I want to preface it by saying this there are going to be a worst moment, right? So there's going to be things that happen no matter what. The question for me, I knew life was going to happen no matter what. The question was, where? what would be my arrival in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Where would I end up if I'm going to go through bad stuff or negative stuff anyway? Where will I be? It's not the, like Jim Rohn says, it's not the blowing of the wind that determines our life's future. It's the set of the sale. And we can always set a better sale this year, next year, five years to end up in a different destination. So we have the power to do that. Um, there, so there's been lots of down moments in my business. I know Jess can say the same and it's going to happen for everybody. But I have to say at this, at the point that we're at right now, uh, the vantage point that we have right now in our business, looking back at all the little minor things that maybe happened to me, they all seem like, uh, you know, they all seem like, well, just that minor. And, uh, and I chose to never really major in the minors. And so I would say that probably at this vantage point that we have now, I would say that probably the, the most difficult thing for me at least has been watching people quit on their dreams. It's been watching, watching people that I knew that were better than me. People that had more skill than me, they're more well-spoken, they're better looking, they're more intelligent, they've got all the skills in the world and every reason in the world to succeed. And they let some little, some, some little small thing rob them of a massive opportunity and they quit. It's the hardest thing in the world to watch is to see someone be deflated and, and, and let, let an external circumstance maybe or an external something knock them off course and, and uh, get them off track. I think that's been the hardest thing for me. And what have I learned from it? I've learned that you can't want it more for someone else. You can't make someone be successful. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn, he, he jokingly, I know I've mentioned him a lot in this interview, but he, he's got a lot of good stuff. He said, he says, you know, I, I tried so hard it almost killed me. You know, I almost <laughs> died. You know, there's a few people that I tried to drag into this success and you just can't do it. What we should do instead is focusing on helping people be the best version of themselves. 
focusing on creating an environment that's conducive for growth. That's all we can do is we can create this environment and we plug people into it and they have to make the choice. They have to make the decision and say, you know what? I'm going to the top. I'm going to do this thing. And until they make those mental flips and those decisions, we can't do it for them. All we can do is, is create the, the environment for them to be able to go do it. They have to say, I want this for myself mm-hmm. and uh, we can't want it for them. You know, uh, that answer doesn't surprise me because you said when you got started in network marketing at 18, 19, um, your best friend got turned off by it. But you got into yeah. it because I think it sounds like you, network marketing allowed you to dream again. That's right. That you kind of somewhere along the, as a kid, you dreamed and then you quit dreaming because you weren't good enough, good looking enough, or you couldn't throw a football and you couldn't dunk. But all of a sudden, network marketing allowed you to dream. So seeing other people quit on their dreams, I think, could be very painful and discouraging. It's tough. Think about this. I mean, I don't know who I was watching, but I know that by statistic, I'm talking to, to somebody out there. I know this. At some point, some negative Nancy, doubtful Dave, some thumb-sucking, whiny, crybaby, diaper division loser talked you out of your dreams. They told you you weren't good enough, you weren't smart enough, tall enough, whatever. When you were a kid, you wanted to be an astronaut. You were going to the moon, Right. You, when you were a kid, you, you were your car, you were going to drive a Lamborghini. You had the poster on your wall. And then somewhere along the way, someone knocked you off course and stole your dream. And they told you to go get a good job or, or you play it safe or, or whatever it might be. And network marketing, it took my dream space that had been you know this big and it opened it up. It expanded it. And it made me realize what was possible. You're exactly right. I think, uh, you know... One of, one, of our, uh, one of our mentors, one of our greatest friends, uh, he always said, never, ever, ever let anyone steal your dream. And it's, it's just an incredible, incredible quote that we, we try to live by. We're, we're still at this point, we're trying to stretch our vision, stretch our dreams every single day so it'll make us reach for more, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're exactly right, man. It's, it's, uh, there's lots of dream stealers out there and you, you can't let someone uh, you know, who doesn't have your, be- your family's best interest at heart, you can't let them talk you out of your dream. You can't let them steal it from you. Hmm. Hey, buddy, awesome. You got one of my good friends, Marcia Semeza. She's a seven-figure earner from Brisbane, Australia. In the house, Marcia, what's up? We have Brandon and Jessica. He's dropping nuggets of wisdom here. Uh, we'll be in Australia in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll be there in a few weeks. Hey, I'll be there, too, in uh, mid-October. Oh, yeah. That's when we head out on the 17th. Actually, I think I get back. I get back on the 17th. I get back on the 18th. Oh. So we'll just miss each other. Hey, I, so getting back to dreams, I think this is an important question because you answer kind of uh, – when someone first – one of my mentors asked me this question. It was a kind of an aha moment. How old were you when you – because you talk about being an astronaut or whatever when you're growing up as a kid. How old were you when you quit your dream? Oh, that's a good question. I would say my just because mine was pretty specific on what I wanted to do. Yeah. I quit on mine probably, I was in the 8th, ninth grade, so what is, what is that, going from 13 to 14 years old? That's when I quit on my dream. What did you want to do before? What was the dream? <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one, an Olympic gymnast. <laughs> what was for you, Brandon? I, I would say, you know, I, I didn't want to be an Olympic gymnast, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I would say it was probably, probably around the, somewhere in that same time frame. You know, as I was going into high school, probably, um, you know, I I can't point to a specific time, but I can say that I do remember a a gradual transition from not understanding certain things like, uh, you know, what money 
what, what money looked like, you know, and then I started to transition into beginning to understand the value of money and things of that nature. So, of course, that shapes a lot of what we think is possible if we're looking at people in our lives and we're, we began to realize how much money they probably make. Um, you begin to look at, you start to compare you start to, and, and by the way, comparison comparison is the cardinal sin of humanity, by the way. Uh, so if you're in your company and you're watching somebody zoom past you, hey, join the club. I've had tons of people pass me up. If I would have compared myself to them, I would have quit a long time ago. So stop comparing yourself. Use it as motivation and fuel and use it as something that says, hey, if they can do it, I can too, right? And then flip that switch, say I'll never let anybody outwork me or outlast me, and then just go chase them. But as far as dreams, man, I, I think, uh, you know, probably around uh, when people started telling me maybe to be realistic, you know, and, and real, real, being realistic, by the way, is the surest path to mediocrity. And uh, I'm glad that for me, it's kind of cool because that, so that means that it probably only lasted, you know, four or five years for me where I started kind of settling kind of settling into this mentality. You know, I went I, when I got out of high school, I didn't know what to do. So, I just knew that I was supposed to go to college, you know, because that's what everybody everybody said, "Hey, you go to college." And so, but then you got to determine, "Okay, what are you going to do?" And you say, "Okay, I say, I don't know. I, I guess I like business, so I guess I'll go be it, you know, go to business school." Right after that, there's some pivotal things that happened here too, Simon. My, my father passed away. He was a minister. Uh, he was my first hero. He was my first real mentor. And he spoke, he spoke words into my life. You know, He said, hey, Brandon, you're going to be a, a leader. You're going to lead well. You're going to influence people. He was constantly telling me that stuff. And I kind of probably just rolled my eyes as a young kid. But I started to, I met these guys when I was 18 that were really successful in network marketing. As my dad passed away, they sort of just, you know, talk about divine providence. They just, they sort of, entered my life as he exited and kind of filled that void for me. And they started saying some of the same stuff that my dad used to say when I was a little kid. And I thought, man, this sounds familiar. And so they began, they, they began to show me that I don't have to settle. They, they, started, they started challenging my thinking. The thing I love about them is they never, they never try to tell me what to think or how to think. They just said, hey, Brandon, we just want you to slow down and think. They said, hey, Brandon, you're, do you really love business? Great, because we're business owners, and some of us, we're college dropouts and high school dropouts, you know? They said, hey, go to your business college and, and interview the professors. Ask them how many of them have, have ever owned a successful business, and I did that. Guess how many I found? One in the entire college, right? And so, you know, I, I just began to think. I, and I began to not settle. And uh, one, of the, one of the quotes, one of the things that these guys taught me, they said, hey, Brandon, if you want to be successful in anything in life, whether it's MLM or anything, doesn't matter. If you want to be successful, watch the masses of mediocrity and do the opposite, mm -hmm. right? So I, I'm thankful for those guys kind of coming into my life. And, and uh, I think you know, I'm, I think I, that, that period of my life of, of kind of settling and, and my dreams starting to slip away, that only lasted for, you know, a short four or five years for me. Awesome. Hey, by the way, you, we have uh, this live feed is going awesome. Please keep sharing. We have people from Angelos. My friend Angelos from Greece, Athens, Dalton. We have Marine, Marina Simone, who's been on ML Nation on there. Tuan Nguyen, leader out in South, uh, in Orange County, California, Dalton. Welcome. Um, I want to talk about you talk about compare. Like don't compare. And I don't I think that is such important advice because I kind of fell into that trap. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword because the company promotes all these leaders to kind of inspire you, build your belief. But at the same time, if you're like a certain personality, like a type A type of personality, or you can beat yourself up. Cause and I found that, you know, my first two years, 
I wasn't as successful as these people. So how do you avoid yourself from comparing to other people? Because it's very easy to get sucked in, especially at the event. Like, oh, I'm in the business for three years. I'm like stuck here with these people. One year, they're earning this income. How do you, how do you prevent yourself from comparing? Well, I, here's how I do it. And, and this, may, this may or may not be helpful for someone out there that maybe isn't kind of stuck in that trap of comparison. Um, I, I just use logic, man. Like I'm a real analytical thinker. I, I'm a you know once once my mentor for someone told, who buys twelve starter kits to study, yes, you qualify to be analytical. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so so for me, like when these guys they they told me they didn't tell me to drop out of business college. You know, they they weren't they weren't doing that. But after I started thinking, I said, well, I want to go to school for something I actually enjoy. So I ended up going to school for philosophy. And then I dropped out with one semester to go, and I did that. I did that for on purpose so that I could be here on this interview with you today, and I could say, "Hi, I'm a college dropout. If I can do it, so can you." You know, <laughs> so it adds to my story, but also because I started making more money than my professors, and so I figured they didn't have much left to teach me about you know life and, and, and finances. So, so, but my point is, is that I went into philosophy because I love logic. I love uh, philosophy is really just a, a fancy word for arguing, <laughs> you know, and she, and she can attest to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, but I love, I love to think logically. And so what, what, when we, when we think critically, what we do is we look at the facts and here's the deal. The only reason why someone grew faster than you or they, they passed you up or did whatever is because they produced more volume. That's mm-hmm. it. See, that's the good thing about network marketing. There's no, it's the great equalizer. There's no question. There's no wondering or, or there's, there, it's, it's, if someone grows faster than me, it's because they have produced more volume. Now, once we have established that, then we can start working backwards. We can say, okay, well, where did the volume come from? Well, the volume came from people purchasing the product or service or whatever, whatever it is that the company markets. Well, where did the people come from? Well, the people came from a list. Well, if where, where does the list come from? The list comes from either our daily interactions, our past experiences. And so we can begin to work backwards logically and we can we can succeed if we get some of these things settled. And we understand that it's not it's not a game of favorites. It's not a you know, it's just about volume. Volume comes from people um, and people come from our list. And so when we work backwards and just think logically, I think that helps us have the word here is expectations having the proper and realistic expectations. Now, then we, we look at our list and we say, okay, I've got 100 people on my list, and we begin, to, uh, we begin to form up these ratios as we start reaching out to people. And the way we do it, of course, like we said, is peak, pass, plug, but you know, you, other people might do it other ways. And so we begin to have these ratios appear, and maybe, maybe I can get uh, one out of 10, right? So I begin to have the proper expectations. If I've only talked to 10 people off my list and I know my ratio is one out of 10, why in the world would I expect to be successful? I should only expect to enroll one person, right? Mm. So we begin to have the proper expectations. The challenge here is that we're not robots. See, if we were robots, man, this deal, this would be easy. We would just pick up the phone. We would just, we would just be knocking it out. There would be no emotional attachment whatsoever to the outcome. But since we're not robots, we have emotion. And so we are emotional beings. And so because of that, we let these little voices get in our head. It's not enough as if it weren't enough that we have these outside forces, right? The, the whiny crybaby diaper division that I talked about earlier. We also have our, our inner voices and we have all of our self-doubt and our self-fear. And I'm telling you, the only way to overcome, well, first of all, the only thing that cures fear is action. Right. So do the thing that you fear and the death of fear is certain. The only thing that cures doubt is faith. 
So faith and action cures fear and doubt. And so there's just no way around it, Simon. There's no way uh, There's no way to – I was talking with Kevin about this actually earlier. There's no way around the learning is in the doing. You just got to do it. And something about action just supersedes everything. So at the end of the day, after everything is said and done and all of the planning and all of the personal development, all of the learning and the watching the MLM Nation interviews and, and the watching the, 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 you know, all the other things that are out there for us to learn and grow and get better. At the end of the day, after everything is said and done, let's just be more, let's just be sure more is done than said. That's mm. the key. Really good stuff. And by the way, for those who are watching, I'm going to do a five, 10 minute recap after this, after the show. So, because I wrote about two pages of notes here, really, really tons of platinum nuggets here dropped here. Um, let's move on. It's how have you seen the profession change in the last 10 years? And what do you see ahead of to? I can say that technology has definitely become a large part of us building the business, whether it's from staying connected with our team or even in prospecting. You know, obviously, social media has really stepped in and it's a platform now for us to reach more people much faster. And I can tell you that we probably haven't mastered it ourselves, but we're learning every single day to get better at it. But social media has definitely become one of those platforms that you want to familiarize yourself with. Um, and really learn to build relationships kind of through that, those platforms. Um, it, not necessarily to sell and prospect on it, but to build relationships through it. So that's definitely probably one of the big ways that it's changed that I can see. But what about you, Brandon? Yeah, here, here's it's all positive in, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, here, here's the thing is that we're, we're, everything is moving so much faster now. So there's good and bad to that maybe. Here, here's the deal. Here's what you got to do. You, well, first of all, you got to understand that that good things may come to those who wait, but not, but only the things left by those who hustle. So now is not the time to sit back and try to figure everything out. Now is the time to get in the trenches and take action. That's what we all have to do. Like Jesse said, like we don't know it all. We're not perfect. We don't know everything. But here's one thing I can guarantee you: is we're taking action. The people that are winning in network marketing, they're taking action and they're figuring it out as they go. They're learning. Because they they realize that, that that there's this magical uh, you know mystical thing about human beings is that we are autonomous. We have the power of choice. If we don't like something, we can change it, right? And so um, you know at, at at the end of the day, I think everything coming down the pike is positive. I think it's all good. And uh, so don't get distracted by any of the any of the perceived or perceptions that there's some negative stuff. Right now, we live in an age where we can we can all band together. There's enough of us, Simon. Mm-hmm. There's enough of us out there to create the right message for network marketing. Have there have there been periods of time throughout history uh, that have maybe not been positive? Sure, of course. That's like anything, right? I mean, look at the you know the dark ages or whatever. You know, I mean. But at the end of the day, we are in a new age right now where people are more entrepreneur minded. Uh, people are more open to opportunity. Uh, people are beginning to realize that they don't have to settle. They don't have. They, they can dream again, like we talked about a second ago. So the t- the timing. We are at a very unique time in, in in history in this space time continuum. It's never been like this before. It'll and, and it may never be like this again. It's rapidly changing. But I'm telling you right now, I don't care if you're 60 years old or you're you know 16 years old or anywhere in between. I don't care if you're a college dropout. I don't care if you're from Yale or jail. I don't care <laughs> you know what I don't care what your circumstances are. Your past, your baggage, your bad choices. 
Right now, at this very moment in time, someone could literally get involved in network marketing and because of the resources like social media and all the different things that, I mean, think about, we're, we're broadcasting all over the world right now, Simon. This wasn't possible even just 10 years ago. What we're doing right now is not even, so someone could literally get involved and find the right mentor and they could get in, be willing to work for a few years and they could literally change the course of their life, their family's financial future, their, their entire uh, pr trajectory of what's possible for their future family. They could change that right now. And it, it's never been able to happen as fast as it can right now. I think back to, you know, the some of the pioneers in network marketing. And I know what some of those guys had to do back in the 70s and the 80s. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh, it was hard. You know, that I mean, some of the stuff that they had to do, I'm thankful for them pioneering this industry for us. And so now we just we just have a very unique special time in history to be able to go out and do this at a much more rapid pace. Awesome. I love that. Yale or jail? Right? That's good. <laughs> hey, Alex Morton is in the house. Superstar What's Alex, up, Alex? Morton was on ML Nation. What's up, Alex? Good to see you on here. We, uh, we have Brandon, Jessica. He's dropping knowledge bombs here. And thank you so much for your time. As we wrap up the show, this is one of my favorite parts where we pick their brains. Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all MLM Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. So if you have people you know that would benefit from this training here, please share it. Please like it. Give thumbs up, hearts, but please share it. So we're going to pick your brains, and these could be really quick answers, okay, one-sentence answers uh, or one word. So the first question is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? You want to go? Yeah, I'll do the first one. It's uh, I've got it written down, actually. <laughs> so I'm going to read it so I don't actually mess it up. Uh, but it is, if you help enough other people get what they want, you can have everything that you want. And uh, I think that we live by that every single day. I love to go out and meet people to just sit down and find out how I can help them. And so that's definitely our biggest success quote. But you probably have one as well. Oh, I've got I've – got, Dude, I'm like a walking quote book. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Hey, my I, favorite I, one yeah. right now is Yale or Jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, people people think I'm a lot smarter than I am because I'm really just a copycat, but I copy the right cats, right? <laughs> so so that that's I mean, my claim to fame is, you know, I just I just model the right people. In fact, if you want a Brandon Hayes quote, here here it is. It's, if you do what successful people do and you say what successful people say, you don't quit, you work hard and you outlast others then you'll get what successful people get. Uh, but here, here's one of my favorite quotes. It's by Michelangelo, uh, which, of course, is a, a Renaissance art, artist, one of the most uh, prolific in, in, his, in his field, especially in his time. He said, the greater danger is not that we aim too high and we miss our goals. It's that we aim too low and we hit them. And uh, I think I think a lot of people, see, they don't understand that playing small, you don't do anybody any favors by playing small. We don't need any more followers in, in the world. We got plenty of followers. We need leaders. That's what we need. We need people to step up, to step into their power and do what, they're, that what they were designed to do, do what they're capable of doing. That's what we need. 
We don't need people thinking small. It doesn't cost any more. Just think big. In fact, if you're going to dream, you might as well dream a dream so big that you're guaranteed to fail unless God steps in and helps you. Hmm. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? I would say, I don't. well, a habit that I could say that we've started not recently, but somewhat recently would be our morning meetings yeah. uh, where we wake up and it's like 10 a.m. every morning. We have a morning meeting where we go over um, everything in our life, you know, from faith, family, finances, uh, business, everything that we just kind of sit down. We have 30 minutes to an hour where we go over all of it. And it's just helped really put everything into perspective for the day. Yeah, we don't we don't let our day begin until it begins on paper. And, you know, we uh, most people there's there's not a lack of a will to win out there in the world. You know, people most people if you were to go like Simon, if you and I were to stand outside of a mall and we were to say, hey, who wants to win? Everybody would raise their hand. Right. And, and so everybody wants to win. It's not a lack of a will to win. It's a lack of a will to prepare to win. Most people don't have a clue what they're doing because they just simply haven't written it down. They don't have a plan in place. So you got to plan your work and then work your plan. And, uh, and so that's one thing. I, if I could give just a, a, a two word answer, maybe from my perspective, and this is over the course of the last 12 years in network marketing, you know, the half of that being full time. I would say the biggest thing is personal development, you know, and, and I know that's kind of a cliche at this point in the industry, but, you know, every seven figure and above earner that I've ever talked to and asked them that question, hey, what's a what's a habit that that has been important to you? And uh, it's 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 personal development almost almost every single time. And because here's the deal. You'll never outgrow who you are. Right. So your income will never exceed who you are. And if it does momentarily it will come crashing back to you eventually. Think of like lottery winners, you know, 98% of lottery winners, I think after a couple of years after they win, they, they, they're broker than they were before they won because they haven't prepared themselves. And so, you know, like Jim Rohn, once again, Jim says, if you want to make a living, go to work on your job. If you want to make a fortune, go to work on yourself. So we, we've, we've just been intentional with personal development. Awesome. By the way, people are loving you on Facebook Live. Greg Greeno, who's been on ML Nation the Leader, just joined in there. You know, you guys know Greg. So welcome. Yeah, we love Greg and Melanie. Hey, um, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Go ahead. Um, man, I've gotten so many. I mean, twelve <laughs> years is a lot of time to get a lot of good advice, especially when you're actively seeking it. Um and, and people are actively and readily willing to give it to you. It's a beautiful thing about network marketing. Any other business is, is so much different. You're not going to get the mentorship. You know, if she owns a restaurant and I own a restaurant, I can't go down to her restaurant and ask her to come to my restaurant and spend six months teaching me how to how to build it, right? And, and so I love that about this. But I think I had a mentor. It was one of those guys I told you about early on when I was 18. And he said, Brandon, he said, look, if you practice some of these skills, you, you get good at some of these disciplines, it may take you a little longer, or a little shorter. Who knows what your time frame is? I don't know. But he said, I can promise you if you practice some of this stuff and you get good at some of this stuff, you're going to earn all the money you ever need to make. He said, you're going to drive whatever car you want to drive. You're going to live in whatever house you want to live in. You're going to travel the world. You're going to be able to provide the right lifestyle for your family. You're going to give to the causes that, you, that you're passionate about, to your church, to philanthropy. He said that all that's going to happen for you. He was projecting and kind of prophesying over my life a little bit. He said, when that happens, do two things. Never forget where you came from and always pay it forward. Simon, I hope I'm 120 years old and I'm still preaching this stuff. I hope I never lose the desire to spend the rest of my life 
traveling the world and turning over every rock that I can find to find people that want to be free. That's why we call ourselves the freedom couple, because that's what we're about. We want to help people be free, whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, whatever it is, we want people to be free. And I know not everybody thinks like I do. I'm kind of crazy, uh, but I know that there are people out there that want to be free. And that's what we want to do is we want to find those people. And, and uh, so never forget where you came from. Yeah. Always pay it forward. Crazy people make all the money. Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, that's right. Do you have a favorite? A couple more questions, and we're going to wrap up. What is your? Uh, do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote, or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? As in, what would you recommend? Yeah, we we uh, we don't have any 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 resources like that. I don't think. Um, I mean, besides like our, our own personal stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we we have you know we have our, our own personal stuff online, and that's and for the most part, that's that's essentially what we use. But you know, you can you can find us at uh, at freedomcouple.com and dot life. Yeah, dot com and dot life. Yeah, dot com and dot life. What's your favorite uh, app on your phone that you use the most? Our uh, our, our business app. <laughs> Yeah, we have, we, okay. yeah, we have an app, but that's not really applicable, you know, yeah. to the community. But we have, we, you know, our, our yeah, our, our personal business. Uber, Uber's uh, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, we use Over for, for pictures, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's one book you could recommend? Good book? Yeah. I would say uh, we have several. We have a top five that we always recommend. So um, I, I know one of those is going to be GoPro by Eric Worre. Um, you know, Jim Rohn's Building Your Network Marketing Business. That's more of an audio. Um, and, of course, so is Darren Hardy's Making the Shift. Uh, the Compound Effect is huge. We love Rhinoceros Success uh, by Scott Alexander. What am I missing? So so the first three that she mentioned, by the way, so if you're looking for what we do, whenever we enroll someone, we give them Eric Quarry's GoPro so for them to read, and then we give them Jim Rohn's How to Build Your Network or Building Your Network Marketing mm-hmm. Business. And that's an audio. They can get it for free on YouTube or they can get it for like two bucks on Amazon. And then we give them Darren Hardy's Making the Shift, which once again, you know, you can get on Amazon. It's an audio. Uh, we give we give that uh, to, to new people so that they have the proper expectations, um, which is a lot of what we've talked about here today. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you the top five. She just named two of them. That that maybe this is this is for anybody. This is this is if you're in network marketing or you're looking to be a professional, or you're looking to go to the top levels of your company. These are books that I mean, this is the, the the Brandon and Jessica Hayes list top five for definitely for network marketing. But even if you're watching this and you're not, you, you know, you just kind of stumbled on here and you're not in network marketing or MLM yet, that's okay too because th- these books are really are books that every human being should read if they want to be successful, in my opinion. So number one is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Number two is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Number three is The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Number four is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, which she mentioned. And number five is Rhinoceros Success by Scott Alexander, which she also mentioned. Now, if I'm dealing with, so I, I gave it to you in this order, starting here with Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a little bit more of a dense read. So I, knowing who my pros, or knowing who my new business partner is, if they like to read, I'll start on this end. If they don't like to read, I'll start on this end. This book uh, has has some pictures in it. It's My got kind of book. yeah. It's it's a short <laughs> it's a short read. It's a fun read, and then of course they can work their way up mm. to the more dense dense books. So awesome! That's our five. 
Awesome, awesome list. And I'll have this in the show notes page. By the way, Cedric Penn is in the house. He says, what's up? You guys are awesome couples. Hey, hey. Cedric Penn. Hey, Cedric, Cedric Penn had an awesome show yesterday. Go check him out. Cedric Penn, thank you for Another guy who gives, pays it forward. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. lesson. All people are successful. They give back. It's about giving, giving, giving. Um, and ML Nation, if you want to get a free audio book, you can get one at mlnationbook.com. Okay, if you haven't gotten one yet, you can go to mlnationbook.com. And now here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you didn't know anyone. So you didn't know each other, you didn't know your best friend, didn't know your family. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. But yet all your – and they spoke English. But, and yet all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do – to build relationships and find prospects, or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, I think, first of all, we, we've discussed this several times, mainly because when we moved to Florida, we knew we wanted to grow a market. So it's a similar uh, scenario. We had all of our, our uh, knowledge, but none. Of, we didn't know anyone. Um, but I think the first thing you said was make a list of not people, but the, the characteristics of the people that we would want on our team. Yes. So, so what, what, she's, what she's getting at is I would, what I, the first thing I would do, knowing what I know now about building and about people in general, the best thing about network marketing is that, is that you get to deal with people. The worst thing about network marketing sometimes is that you <laughs> got to deal with people. <laughs> so knowing what I know now, I would make a list of characteristics. I would make a list of the type of person that my business needs not necessarily just the type of person that needs my business and uh, and so I would start there I would think okay what type of person am I looking for am I looking for somebody with integrity that's big for me somebody uh, that, that does what they say they're gonna do they show up when they say they're gonna show up they work hard they're ambitious they're driven they're success-minded they're positive all of these different characteristics you can make a list of it and then say to yourself where would that type of person hang out what hours of the day would that type of person, whatever that list of characteristics is, where would that where would that person be and when would they be there? And then I would put myself in that place at yeah. that time. Right. So uh, she can maybe kind of hit on give you a, a practical way that we yeah. that we did this. So ideally with the scenario that you gave, though, I would stop the very first person I saw and I would ask them. Where are those the characteristics that I wrote down? I would say, who do you know that possess this? Where can I find them? Uh, that's number one. Is I wouldn't pass by anyone uh, that I saw just to get to where I was going. I would ask everyone on the way. And I typically, just from knowledge now of knowing where those type of people hang out, I would get into uh, maybe a chamber event or a networking event in my community. Uh, to go see those people you know if you go to a networking event those people are entrepreneurs they're into making money and they're into growing themselves those are the type of people we typically want on our team and those that's why I like to to do a little bit of my prospecting so uh, if you guys are watching and you heard that sorry uh, but you're on the list <laughs> so, but yeah that's sorry. where yeah <laughs> so that's uh, that's where you know that's where I would go number one I would stop the first person I saw ask them where they would suggest you know, where those characteristic type people were, and then I would head off to the networking and chamber events. Awesome. Hey, you guys have been fantastic. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our, our listeners or viewers can connect with you? I would say go to freedomcouple.com. That'll send you straight to our Freedom Couple Facebook page. Then you can connect with us off of that, and also freedomcouple.life, and uh, that'll get you some stuff too. So Yeah, I 
if I could just say one, I mean, I don't get an opportunity to address the entire community of network marketing very often. And, and this is just kind of off the cuff here, but I, I would just like to say, Jessica and I, man, we're proud of you. We are, we are proud of our, listen, I love, if you can't tell Simon, I love network marketing. It is the truest, purest form of free enterprise that exists on the planet. I've been studying this stuff every waking moment of my adult life, literally since I was 18 years old. And there, I've been looking. There's nothing out there for the average person, somebody like me, snot-nosed kid from Nowheresville, Kentucky. There's nothing that can provide the type of lifestyle that this business can. So first of all, I would like to say anybody that's out there, well, number one, now is the time. Listen, John Wesley said, if you'll set yourself on fire, people will come from miles away to watch you burn. So what? You don't know everything to say. So what? You don't understand everything. That's okay. Just get excited because excitement is caught, not taught. So it's contagious. So I want you to get excited about your future. I want you to get excited about what, what this looks like for you guys. And I want you to know that Jessica and I, we are proud of you. We're proud of you for going out and fighting for your family's future, for fighting for freedom. It, and here's all I can tell you is it's worth it. The adversity that you're going through right now, embrace it. Know that it's okay. I know that you have stuff going on in your life. I know that. I, I, you're a human being. So I know by statistic, I'm talking to somebody out there right now. But listen, if you're not going through a struggle, then you're walking the wrong way. Every adversity carries with it the seed of an equal or greater success. So just understand that. I know it's tough to understand that right now. But Jessica and I, we're proud of you. And we want you to go out and, and, and uh, we want you to go to the top levels of, of network marketing. We need more leaders. We need more people that will stand up, count the cost, and that will say, I'm going to the top. I'm going to do this thing in a big, big way. So we're proud of you. We love you. And, uh, and thanks so much for having us, Simon. Awesome. Hey, for those watching Facebook Live, I'm going to do a quick recap after this, but I'm going to actually close out the show for the podcast, and then we'll let Sam, uh, we'll let uh, Brandon and Jessica go. You guys have been so awesome. I've just been blown away. I took all these two, two and a half pages of notes. Um, for those, especially for those who are coming in, I'll give you a little quick recap. So kind of aha moments you can take away and take action with. And if you want to watch the live show, it's going to go live on uh, whatever date I said. It was October 17th, I said. Okay, on Apple and iTunes and Android. So uh, stay, for those who are on Facebook Live, hang in here. I'll do a recap. But hey, in order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So thank you again. And ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging with two superstars, Brandon and Jessica Hayes. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Brandon or just put in Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S at the search bar. The nuggets of wisdom, all the great stuff that he shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must pay it forward, just like in life, you must give back. So, Brandon and Jessica, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again. You guys got awesome, awesome, awesome. God bless you, too. Hey, thanks, Simon. God bless. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course along with 17 other training courses for free. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. This is Simon Chan, MLM Nation, and wow, what an awesome show from Brandon and Jessica Hayes. It's awesome, and I, I, it's just 
you know what? I'm just so fired up because after what Brandon shared the message about, he's proud of you all, right? This business is not easy. It's not, it's not, it's simple, but not easy. And we go through a lot of adversity stuff, but so congrats to all of you for staying in the game and not giving up. So I think the best part of network marketing allows us to dream. You know, I asked that question, when did you stop dreaming? How many of you think about when did you stop dreaming? Was that 10 years old, 12 years old? For me, it was like 11 years old. I wanted to be a basketball, I mean, a baseball player for the New York Yankees. I realized at 11 years old, I wasn't as good as the other kids. I never played organized baseball. I just played, you know, uh, sandlot baseball. And I kind of quit. And then I just stopped dreaming. It wasn't the network marketing that really fired that dream. And that's why, you know, Brendan did have the best experience in his first company, but he stayed in the game, right? Stayed in the game. So I'm going to go over to the top of the notes and just go straight down, okay? Um, piece them together. I have like a two pages of notes here, two and a half pages. The first thing is, uh, the reason why Jessica, let's just start with her, wasn't successful was she didn't believe in herself. And I think a lot of your prospects, a lot of your, uh, pro- most of your prospects, they trust you, but they don't believe they can do it. And as long as they don't believe they can do it, they will never join. And the key turning point for her was when she became coachable. Instead of being letting the negativity, the self-doubt, or her ego, or she felt like it was better her way, she started doing it the uplines way, the system way. And that's when things start happening. So be coachable, right? It took her 10 months to get that. So and it's always, don't, you know, it, it was tough for me to assign, oh, I'm not that type of person. I'm not that outspoken and I don't like to talk to people. But that's the reason I was stuck. You got to be coachable. Okay, coachable. Let's go, to, let's go on. You know, there's two commitments you have to make. Number one, I think everyone you hear, you're in the right company. Has, has, hey, Hassan, how's it going, Mahmoud? He is actually, Hassan Mahmoud, actually, his show is going to go live in a couple more days. What's up? And it's another amazing story. You got to check out his show when it goes up in, I think, another one or two weeks. Okay. So, Hassan, great. So, thank you for dropping by here on the Facebook Live. Now, let's talk about commitments. There's two commitments. No one will outwork you. That is something you got to say. I love that. No one will outwork me. Say, say, say it right now. No one will outwork me. No one will outwork me. Second commitment is no one will outlast me. Now, I think if you don't let anyone outwork you and don't let anyone outlast you, everyone's destined for success. Because you stay in the game enough. This is just a, in network markets, a game. You figure out what it is. Right? No one will outwork you and no one will outlast you. And the IQ level is I will not quit. Your IQ, your I quit level is zero. Never, 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 never quit. You know, like, talk about like how Kevin, I think one of the things how Kevin is upline sponsored him is like, I think there's a, you know, people say that, oh, you lose your friends in network marketing. No, if you do it the right way with integrity, you gain friends. You know, for me, one of my best friends now is John Gerlitz, right? We were like just c- colleagues and barely knew each other, but because of network marketing, we became great friends. You know, with Kevin and, and Brandon, they became best friends. And there was a stranger. Brandon was like the waiter, restaurant server. And now they're best friends. Right? Success depends on two things. I don't know if you're paying attention. It's so important. Success is two things. Number one, system. The system's got to be simple and teachable. And what's the system? They have a three step, three P's. Peak, you get someone interested. Number two, pass. You pass it like a video, a tool. And three, you plug them into the system. Plug them over upline. Okay? Peak, pass, and plug. Not do your own sales presentation, present. Peak, pass, plug. Two criteria for success. Number one, system. Number two, support. Supporting the team with connection calls, sit-downs, weekly meetings. 
right? That those are, those are the elements. So if you don't have that in your organization, you got you got thoughts to think about. I think the number one most important thing is it's a simple. If you if it's not simple, but well, most people can't do it, your prospects are not going to join. Another question that you know um, Brandon was asking himself: Where would two end up in five years? Where are they going to end up in five years? Right? What's the worst thing that can happen? So you can't like Jim Rohn. He quoted a lot of Jim Rohn. You can't control the wind, but can control the set of the sail. Can't control the wind. So whatever happens right now, and I'm sure you know you have problems. I'm sure Brandon, Jessica, they, uh, Brandon, Jessica, they have tons of problems, but they can control the sail. I have a lot of issues and problems, but it's like Jim Rohn says: Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more wisdom. Focus on creating an environment. Your people, you got to focus on creating an environment for growth. Do that. Create that environment for growth, not just for you. You definitely got to do it. Like watching this feed right now, what listens as you are, but for your team as well. Another mistake, a big thing you should talk about. Don't compare. And I know that I fell into this trap when I first started. I'm very competitive. All these people, I'm not struggling. Made like you know eleven thousand my first year. I see these people making fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Never, never compare. Be realistic. You know why? Because your first year in network marketing, you're either rewarded or punished by the type of value you've given, the person, the value you've given to the community. And before network marketing, I didn't give much. I was just focusing on Simon, Simon, do work my job and go, you know, work, do this and go home. I didn't provide value. And Brandon breaks it down. Be logical, right? How do you become successful? You get more volume. Where's the volume come from? It comes from people. Where's the people come from? Comes from the list. Where's the list come from? Daily interactions. How do people get on your interactions? Have you provided value? Have you built relationships? Have you been a giver? That's how you get people on the list. Build those relationships. So don't compare. Everyone's running their own race. Now also, by the way, the people who are you know, doing better than you right now, don't compare because one day you can do better than them. You know, when I first went uh, back in 2006, uh, this is a reach of full-time income. It took me about two and a half, three years to become full-time. Some people took, it, it might come be five months, 10 months. I'm like, gosh, I feel like so dumb. You know, I sponsored 80-something people a year, but I didn't have duplication. But you know what? A couple years later, I was the first in our like 33 people at that group, at that little retreat, the company retreat. Only four people became diamond directors. I was one of four, right? I was actually the second fastest to do it out of 33. I was, one, I was one of the slowest to get the full-time income. But one of the fastest to hit a six figure, slowest to hit like thirty thousand, slowest to hit like a fifty thousand, but the fastest to hit like one hundred fifty thousand a year. So don't compare. It's the tortoise in the race. You never know. Emotions. You, you talk about if we're robots, it was very simple. But we let emotions get in the way. Emotions, emotions. How do you, and just where are the emotions? You know how to get how to conquer fear is by action. How to conquer doubt is by uh, faith. Having faith to his doubt. A couple other things real quick. Yale or jail. I think that's the best. I think that's one of the coolest quotes. This business, whether you go to, you went to Yale or you went to jail, anyone can be successful, right? You just want to be a copycat, but copied right cats. And the success is really, is the success is do the opposite of what the masses are doing. And the learning is in the doing. Just do it, do it, do it. Hustle. And everyone wants to win, but the lack of will to prepare to win. Are you prepared to win? Scheduling, the morning meetings. Do you go to bed every night and plan out your days? Everyone that I know plans out the days. I plan out my day all the times. As we wrap up, pay it forward. 
uh, always giving back. I think that's what Love Network Marketing, you know, my purpose-driven life is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. I love Network Marketing for three reasons. Number one, allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Similar like Jessica, very negative, doubtful, didn't think she could do it. It's allowed her to fulfill potential, do things that she never thought was possible, right? Like a shy, quiet Asian kid who speaks with a lisp, spoke fast, speaks with an accent, allowed me to do something like this, ML, ML Nation. Number two, allows us to give back more. Like, Brandon, Jessica, giving back. And number three, allows us to create a legacy. Last two other things before we wrap up. And I can go on and on. I want to keep this short. Uh, if you like this recap, please give me some hearts, thumbs up, share with others, people. Share it. You know, when we get started, the three things they give out, three, I think that's was very helpful. They give out GoPro by Eric Worre. It's one of the most uh, talked about books. Number two, they give out Jim Rohn, How to Build a Network Marketing Business. And number three, Darren Hardy's Making the Shift. Shifting the mindset of an entrepreneur. Really good tools. The million-dollar question. If you had to start all over again, you have no list, or maybe you're, you talk to all your friends, you have no one. Where do you start? Number one, make a list. Make the list of the characteristics of the person you want to attract. Number two, find out where do they hang out. And the, number three, go there. Go there and build relationships. Build relationships, and that basically, that's how you build a list, build relationships. And from there, once you have the list, you have the interactions, you add them to the list. From the list, you create the people, and from the people, you get the volume. And that's how you earn the income. MLM Broken Down, Four Simple Steps by Brandon Hayes. Awesome stuff. By the way, if you love these shows, please um, share this. Go to mlnation.net, by the way. Go to mlnation.net forward slash and search uh, Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S. If you want to see the list of all the episodes we had, go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast. But definitely reach out to... Brandon, Jessica Hayes, they're awesome, awesome, awesome people. Definitely reach out to them. Uh, reach out to them on Facebook. Also, if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot, not just to me to fire me up, but also help other distributors. Is that kind of paying for it? Help them find the show as well. And third, share the ML community. The reason I do this is to have a positive impact giving forward. Um, I get testimonials. I mean, what makes me happy is seeing people take what they learn and apply it. Yeah, take action, take action, take action. So, Thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. I'm Simon Chandler, and thank you again for Brandon Jessica Hayes. Reach out to them. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.